0: Chapter 6 of The Ghost Ship and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Recording by Beau Wood. The Ghost Ship and Other Stories by Richard Middleton. Chapter 6. Shepherd's boy. The path climbed up and up and threatened to carry me over the highest point of the downs, till it faltered before a sudden outcrop of chalk and swerved round the hill on the level. I was grateful for the respite, for I had been walking all day, and my knapsack was growing heavy. Above me in the blue pastures of the skies the cloud sheep were grazing with the sun on their snowy backs, and all about me the grey sheep of earth were cropping the wild pansies that grew wherever the chalk had won a covering of soil. Presently I came upon the shepherd, standing erect by the path a tall, spare man with a face that the sun and the wind had robbed of all expression the dog at his feet looked more intelligent than he you've come up from the valley he said as i passed perhaps you'll have seen my boy i'm sorry i haven't i said pausing sorrow breaks no bones he muttered and strode away With his dog at his heels it seemed to me that the dog was apologetic for his master's rudeness I walked on to the little hill girt village where I had made up my mind to pass the night the man at the village shop said he would put me up so I took off my knapsack and sat down on a sack full of cattle cake while the bacon was cooking If you came over the hill, you'll have met the shepherd, said the man, and he'll have asked you for his boy. Yes, but I hadn't seen him, the shopman nodded. There are clever folk who say you can see him, and clever folk who say you can't. The simple ones, like you and me, we say nothing, but we don't see him shepherd hasn't got no boy what is it a joke well of course it may be said the shopman guardedly though i can't say i've heard many people laughing at it yet you see shepherd's boy he broke his neck that was in the days before they built the fence above the big chalk pit THAT YOU PASSED ON YOUR LEFT COMING DOWN. A DANGEROUS PLACE IT USED TO BE FOR THE SHEEP. SO SHEPHERD'S BOY, HE USED TO LIE ALONG THERE TO STOP THEM DROPPING INTO IT. WHILE SHEPHERD'S DOG, HE STOPPED THEM FROM GOING TOO FAR. AND SHEPHERD, HE USED TO COME DOWN HERE AND HAVE HIS GLASS, FOR HE TOOK IT THEN LIKE YOU OR ME. He's blue ribbon now. It was one night when the mist were out on the hills and maybe Shepherd had had a glass too much or maybe he got a bit lost in the smoke. But when he went up there to bring them home, he starts driving them into the pit as straight as could be. Shepherd's boy, he hollered out and ran to stop them, but four and twenty of them went over, and the lad, he went with them. You mayn't believe me, but five of them weren't so much as scratched, though so it's a sixty feet drop. Likely they fell soft on top of the others. But Shepherd's boy, he was done. Shepherd, he's a bit spotty now, and... Most times he thinks the boy's still with him. And there are clever folk who'll tell you that they've seen the boy helping shepherd's dog with the sheep. That would be a ghost now, I shouldn't wonder. I've never seen it, but then I'm simple, as you might say. But I've had two boys myself. And it seems to me that a boy like that, who didn't eat and didn't get into mischief and did his work, would be the handiest kind of boy to have about the place. End of chapter 6. Recording by Bo Wood.